Good morning. Good morning, Red Wing. My guest this morning is Hope and Harbor Executive Director Liz McGill. Good morning, Liz. How's it going? Good morning, Greg. Thanks. It's going great. Well, usually I see you. You occasionally address our city council, yes. and uh, and I know you did pre-November because if people don't know about the Hope and Harbor Homeless Shelter, it, this kicked off uh, middle of November, I do believe, and this runs through uh, March of 2024. Maybe explain how this works because you don't you don't have a permanent spot, so to uh, location, so to speak. You guys have teamed up with local churches, and, and this is a pretty. Uh, it seems to be working well for you guys yes it does well this is our fifth year already believe it or not and we will be partnering with seven different uh, what we call host churches plus an additional uh, church that's a partner church um, first Lutheran is partnering with first Presbyterian to get volunteers so yeah Hope and Harbor is a rotating adult only cold weather shelter we rotate between area churches every two weeks we pack everything up and move to a new location we're only open overnights from 6 p.m. to 7:30. so but in that time we're able to offer a couple meals um, our volunteers work a lot with our our, our guests just to make them feel comfortable and socialize and visit with them and we also offer with through the Y a way that they can shower every morning and then we have a partnership with the Red Wing Coin Laundry. Um, Heather allows them to come in every Monday through Friday uh, during the day and she helps them get the laundry done and then just sends the bill to us so it works really slick. Once they leave the facility, that's what kind of worries me is that you guys have got a lot of this covered for nights and overnights, but then, and I know a lot of them spend time in the library because they don't actually have a space to go home to. That is a continuing problem. Uh, we, you know, we did have the Goodhue County Resource Center for a short period of time. That unfortunately closed, but we at Hope and Harbor are in the process of restructuring that, and we are very hopeful to have that open uh, under Hope and Harbor, probably late fall is our goal, in the same location in the lower level of Christ Episcopal Church. Uh, it worked really well. Um, I had stepped away from that entity uh, mid-September and then it closed just a couple weeks ago and um, so we're like I say we're looking at bringing that back that was one way, place where people could go and kind of hang out and work on some social determinants of health like housing or food assistance that type of thing so you're right there is not a permanent location which um, it is tough in the morning to say see you later have a good day and be open I, at I night know. but it is you know we we're founded on the principle that we do what we can and, and, and do that well. And so I have to remind myself and, and the rest of the advocates that we are doing something, we are doing a lot, and we are providing that emergency overnight shelter to literally keep people alive in the wintertime. And well, we need to focus on that. I have heard of people. Uh, the mayor has a show twice a month uh, after the Monday night city council meetings. And, you know, and he gets some of the folks who are homeless He's got an office of his own mm -hmm. uh, right downtown, and he talks to some of them sometime. And, and it's not that we can cure homelessness, but like you mentioned, uh, if we didn't have you folks, uh, these people would be sleeping in cars, mm -hmm. which is never really safe regardless of the time of the year. And anytime it's cold and, and really raining, even in the summertime, you don't want people 
living outdoors. I mean, it's just... Right, and we really saw that this summer with the extensive heat, that it oh. was as much of a issue having a place to come in and cool down, even at night, as it is in the cold. And so that is something that, you know, we are constantly working on. We have a very... Um, open to discussion city council and mayor they've been very 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 supportive of city of hope and harbor and i do feel that some it's something that will come we're working a lot on zoning issues and those type of things it's it's really really multifaceted when you get into it of how to open something like a homeless shelter in the community there's of course nimby that we deal with but there's also just the logistics of how is it zoned and and those type of things and and is it it's not really a short-term rental like a lot of discussion with short-term rental was this fall because we do allow people to stay up to five or six months and and we would even if we had a permanent place allow 90 120 days so there's a lot of things that have to be worked out that uh, most people don't really think about when we say let's just open a homeless shelter Um, there's (laughs) that's always Greg's like let's just build one we can get volunteers maybe team up with our fantastic Um, habitat it's not that people don't want to do that but People like me who don't know the details, we forget about zoning. Mm-hmm. And I, I know you spoke in front of the council uh, in support of the recently voted down Three Rivers yes. project. And I know that they are working with Three Rivers uh, to find another location. But it, it does get frustrating mm-hmm. for people like me who cover the council and I'm sure others in town. Most people who spoke publicly were for it. Mm-hmm. But for reasons, you know, we don't need to get into all the weeds of why it didn't pass. But it was mostly zoning. I think it's yep zoning has a lot to do with it and then the terminology that follows under each falls under each zone is something that I've learned a lot about um I will say working with you know our city folks like Kyle Klatt and those kind of, they're they're extremely knowledgeable we are very very lucky to have them uh, Michelle Lisey Kay Kuhlman all those folks they're very very knowledgeable their their heart is in the right place they they want these programs to go through but it's not just simply saying okay yeah let's do that here there's there's lots and lots and lots of layers to have to work through and it's not that they're not willing to work through the layers it all just takes time and and people like patience is not part of my middle name we're talking today with the open harbor uh, executive director liz mcgill here on good morning red wing we really appreciate her time were the churches that are involved with this you mentioned there's seven of them were, were they pretty uh welcome about this obviously they said yes but i mean did you have to do a lot of lobbying so to speak they were very open to it uh some of the churches were a little more their insurance carrier or those type of things had a little more to say we are now full 501c3 we carry our own liability insurance and board of directors insurance so that eased the transition for churches to be able to do it most churches you know that we work with it is in their mission to serve, and so that's what the you know the, the Christian faith is based on, and so they are very open to it. Um, like most of the churches around, it's an aging population in the churches, so sometimes it's harder to get the volunteers. That's why we really encourage anyone in the community. It doesn't have to be a church member. Can go to www rwhopeandharbor.com. The and is spelled out. So it's rwhopeandharbor.com. We use Sign Up Genius and all of our volunteer positions are listed on there. We use about, if, if we don't have repeat, we use about 500 volunteers a year. Oh, wow. Um, about 1,500 hours of volunteers a year for our four-and-a-half-month season, four-month season. So we rely very heavily on volunteers. And 
not only obviously is that a huge cost savings to us, but even more importantly is intrinsic value of the raising the awareness of homelessness in Red Wing. Most of our volunteers had no idea uh, of the homeless concerns in Red Wing or who the homeless were. And and we've had a lot of repeat volunteers in the years and even our, in, a, in our new ones each year say, wow, I had no idea this is really who was homeless and why they were homeless and listening to their stories and that. And it's not the, you know, the traditional thought of the person pushing the laundry cart that lives under the bridge. That's that's not who the homeless are at all in our community. And the other really surprising thing for most of our volunteers to find out is we keep data. And I just looked at it again this morning. Um, early this morning because I was working the overnight. Most of our guests, high 90 percentile every year, are from Goodhue County. Um, and we, it's, it's, it's a myth, and it's, it's a myth I fight on Facebook um, each year. About you drawing homeless people from other communities. Exactly. I've heard the same we don't. Thing. We don't. Like, and yeah, no, we, that... we, we, we get a couple every year, but they really are the ones that come in for a couple nights and, and move on. They're, it's not like they're, you know, we're this mecca of services and wealth that they're going to stay here. Right. Um, they don't, and they move on to another community. So they kind of rest and recharge and take a couple showers and eat some meals, and, and they move on to wherever they are from or, or going back home to their home communities. So, you know, most of our most of our guests are from Goodhue County and have been here and they are the people you see at the library or downtown or in Cornerstone's hallway. It's just simply mid-November through mid-March, they actually have a place to sleep and use the bathroom during the night. And that's how basic it is, is, you know, people don't realize when you are living in a stairwell or you're living in a hallway and you need to go to the bathroom at 2 a.m. Like right. most you of go. us do. You have yeah. to pack everything up and head to Quick Trip and, and those wow. type of things. And that's a really rough life. I can only imagine. We've got a few minutes left this morning with uh, Liz McGill, the executive director for our fabulous Hope and Harbor Homeless Shelter here in town, RW Hope and Harbor. The and is spelled out. And you got a fabulous Facebook page as well. People can uh, check that out. Uh, about roughly how many, not night after night, the total of visits, but uh, like uh, how many people are we talking about? Five, 10, 15? This year's been a very unicorn year for two reasons. One, the weather's been really warm and it takes a lot for someone to walk into a homeless shelter. People think that people come just for, oh, you get free meals and that. It's, it's, It's tough. It's tough on your psyche to walk into a homeless shelter. And we do have people who are still sleeping in cars because the weather is warm so as the weather gets colder we'll see more and more people but this year um, so far we have had 21 unduplicated adults Uh, last year that's that's a very high number for five weeks in because last year we had 41 total now last year we served almost 700 nights of care that's how many people stay each night times the night number or times the number of nights were open we just add up that number every night I shouldn't say times but each each night but this year we've already had 21 people. We're averaging between five to seven, nine people a night. Um, so we provided 157 nights of care in our um, in our first five weeks. And like I say, we started off, you know, with just one or two a night and now averaging about seven. And I always get, and I get the comments and there's 
one I can think of one individual in town who says, you know, that's that's not very many or that's not. And I just kind of question, well, how many is enough? How many people <laughs> homeless do we need to make right, it be right. enough? And are we promoting that we really want more homeless to do something about it? Or is it about um, providing dignified and safe shelter for those individuals? Isn't one or two enough that we need to provide right. for? Well, what if they were your relatives? Exactly. What if it's your parents, grandparents, or your kids, or nieces, or nephews, uh, kind of make it a personal thing and before we let you go can people besides volunteers and and you can certainly call them i believe this is the right number 651-764-4294 you can also reach out uh, to them online at rwhopeandharbor.com okay sure i got that right Mm -hmm. um but like financial donations or clothing now i think you guys have got a I don't want to get my nonprofits mixed up, but you guys sometimes have kind of a need or a want list. We right now we're doing really well in the donations as far as like hygiene items and hats and scarves. We've had a lot come in, especially this last week being Christmas season. The one thing that we can always need is like $5 gift cards for places downtown like Mandy's, Quick Trip, Randy's, Subway, Hanish, those type of things where individuals can go and have like a cup of coffee or a sandwich or something and and spend some time and, and, you know, um, spend a couple hours during the day. Those are always very much appreciated. Being that we rotate, we only have so much space to put okay. our totes on the on the trailer. That's true. So we are limited on what we can take in as far as that we'd have to store and take to the next place. Um, but financial donations are always welcome. Um, the more we have in our coffers for the season, the longer we can stay open. And um, our goal this year is to stay open until March 16th. And so those donations can be mailed to uh, Hope and Harbor Homeless Shelter, P.O. Box 131 right here in Red Wing. We are official 501c3, so it's a tax deductible donation to a nonprofit. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Liz McGill. I could talk all day about this problem, trying to uh, help people who are helping those folks, so to speak. Uh, and again, their website to find out more about their mission, rwhopeandharbor.com. Thanks so much, uh, Liz. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it being, being here.